Welcome back, everyone, to the Creativity Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Pete. I'm so very pumped to have a special guest with us today as we continue and or wrap up, because I don't know when these are going to come out, a uh, series on confessions of an Enneagram. Today, we're going to interview my friend Grant Short in Indianapolis. Grant is an Enneagram 9 and has uh, peacefully mediated his way on here. You'll get that joke in a second. Um, but Grant, thanks so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind everybody, we, uh, if you're listening on an audio podcast platform, I would love a five-star review. That helps a ton. If you have any questions, you can drop those in the comments on whatever platform you're listening on as well, or anything that you'd like to hear me discuss as we're kind of shifting the narrative of the podcast moving forward. You probably noticed different name and uh, different graphic and thumbnail, and you're like, I didn't subscribe to this podcast. What is this? But uh, you'll get to know more about it with every episode that we put out. But would love to hear from you on uh, on what you think about that. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. You get to look at Grant's pretty face today. And I would love for you to like, subscribe, and ring the bell so that you can be notified every time we either go live or drop new content. On Instagram or all the socials, you can follow me at Dustin Peed, Dustin P-E-A-D. Uh, or if you're interested in working together, I'd love to talk to you more about that. You can find me at Dustin Peed dot com i think that's everything all right all the business is out of the way uh so we've been talking grant um with all different uh enneagram numbers everybody knows there's there's nine of them that's where the any part of enneagram comes from right it's it's a nine gram uh so we uh we've been we've been using this resource at the beginning of every episode from my friend jackie brewster who is a brilliant enneagram coach and she's released all kinds of different fun content but one of the most useful pieces of content that uh, are useful products that she's put out that I've found in, in the last couple of uh, really, I guess, year or so since she's put this out um, is an Enneagram Essentials, kind of a card kit, 125 cards for self-awareness and connection. I like to show that at the kind of the onset of each episode so that you can see this. What it looks like you can buy these on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or all these different places. She's really got it out there, but it's filled with all these really cool cards inside. Uh, as you can see, and there's different things about the Enneagram, the basics, awareness, insights, relationships, how everybody works together, uh, relates to one another. And so I thought um, I would begin by just kind of introducing who uh, the Enneagram 9 is, what the kind of the broad strokes description and definition of what the Enneagram 9 is uh, from Jackie in this uh in this resource. And so she says, Enneagram nines strive to create and keep peace and harmony in their environments. They are caring, compassionate, intentional, compliant individuals who often downplay their own needs to avoid conflict and tension. They are loving, down to earth people, trusting, understanding, and accepting. Overall, they are excellent mediators who listen to all sides of a situation without judgment. The Enneagram 9 is known as the peaceful mediator. So let's just start there. Um, Grant, what, what do you think? What do you think about all that? Is all that like anything that I read initially just kind of stand out to you and you're like, that is 100% me or this is me on good days or this is me on bad days? Uh, I, for the most part, that's just me to a T. Uh, I remember when I first kind of found out that I was a nine and read it. I'm like, this, this can't be right. This, this can't be just labeling me like so easily. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
definitely so spot on it's scary uh-huh uh-huh yeah for real i love that though it's 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 fun and interesting to kind of get in here and we talk all the time about the reason that that we like to explore enneagram is not so that we can be labeled or or um you know, wear a, a badge of, of honor or maybe of shame on what our number may or may not be. But it's really more about knowing each other and understanding each other, knowing ourselves and understanding ourselves so that we can have more grace on ourselves and empathy towards other people. Um, it really promotes uh, kindness and harmony, not in some groovy hippie way, but just a way that our world really needs and, and lacks. And we see it all the time all around us. And so I'll, I'll just start with this question. What's, what's something that most people wouldn't know about you, Grant, as an Enneagram nine? Like specifically like towards the nine side of things? Yeah. Or... Like if someone said some, obviously people, when people think about anyone that knows the Enneagram, people are thinking about the nine as this peaceful mediator. I just want to keep peace, which we see a little bit in the Enneagram too, but it's a little bit different motivation, right? So kind of behind all of that uh, cliche of an Enneagram nine, what's something that you think that most people don't know about you as a nine, which again, you as a nine, it could be completely different from the next person as a nine, but what do you think that, that would people would find interesting to know? Oh, that's me as a nine. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, I guess I would, probably say just how much stress it actually uh puts on me to like make sure that like my friends and like keep being the glue between all the relationships mm. um there's a I, I struggled for the longest time trying to make sure that like all my friends were like getting getting along with each other getting like um, getting together, making sure that people aren't like drifting apart or whatever. And it's like, I later found out that like, okay, this is too much. I need to take a step back. Not everybody can be best friends. Um, but yeah, I definitely noticed like that about myself and like, really, it really just fit the nine aspect. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're carrying that weight around about just kind of making sure that everybody in the room is connected in the best way possible and there's no tension between the two of them truly a peaceful mediator right yeah so let's put on the enneagram nine uh colored glasses for a second if i was to if there was these magic pair of glasses that were enneagram nine glasses and i put them on how would i view the world uniquely and differently as an enneagram nine than anyone else how do you view the world as a nine um, I mean, I think, I mean, at the core, I, I feel like we're constantly wanting to make sure that, like, not only is everybody, like, happy, um, but, like, that we're also part of it and, like, being approved. Um, and also, like, it, it almost to a point to where making sure everybody's happy is just so there's harmonies for our, ourselves. Um, and making sure that like, cause what sloth is like one of the kind of like representations of the seven deadly sins for, mm -hmm. um, a nine. So I think there is like kind of an aspect of like selfishness there, um, mm. to, but I don't know. Um, I think part of it's also, uh, we, I don't like confrontation. I've never liked confrontation. So, um, I would always kind of put off that confrontational thing. And like right now we're doing a major remodel and um, there was like some misaligned lights or something like that. I'm just like, can I do this myself? Like 
so I don't have to ask these people to like refix it because I, I just don't want that confrontation. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's get into, you know, some people really love their Enneagram number and they wear it like a badge and some people really hate their Enneagram number and they try to hide it from people. But I think at the core, everybody has something that they like uniquely about being the Enneagram number. So what do you really love about being an Enneagram nine? Um, my favorite part is my joy and like getting to know people and building relationships and connecting on a deeper level. Um, that for me has always been a joy and like, especially later in life, um, I'm really trying to cultivate like meaningful, um, male to male relationships and not just the, the, we get together, we talk about sports, we like have a beer or whatever, and we never touch on, Hey, how are you doing mentally? How are you doing this? Like, and helping, helping cultivate a relationship that wants to approve and prove one another and to be able to, to talk. I, I think there was a, a TikTok one time that it was some, some woman just saying, Hey, who's that one person that like you can like call and talk to and just when you're like down in the dumps and then it was just a s- bunch of stitches from men's like no one I've got no one. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And it's just like, it hit me. I'm like, we don't do this. Like as guys, like the, the guy culture doesn't do that. But as, as an Enneagram nine, I, I want to cultivate that. And I want to, I want that. Like I strive for that. And I think that's where a lot of some of my early approval issues come from um, or not come from, but like cultivate, I guess. Um, yeah. And wanting that desire to like connect deeper. And then when that's not happening around me, I'm in my head and I'm like, do these people even like me? But no, hmm. it's, they do. It's just, that's not guy culture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I experienced that very similarly and, and can totally relate with what you're saying because there's a lot of, um, I have a lot of close relationships that I feel like I have to be the one to initiate all the time. And for years, that would frustrate me because I would be like, how come they can't love me the way that I love them? And specifically talking about male to male friendships and male to male relationships and being able to have that vulnerability and openness with people and leaning on and iron sharpening iron and all those cliches. Right. But, but I would get so frustrated because they weren't, they weren't giving it back to me the way that I was giving it to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and man, it's, 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 uh, it's quite freeing. I think when you can understand specifically in the context of the Enneagram of kind of what your role is here, like you used a word a little bit ago that I really love as, as, as a nines kind of, superpower if you will is being the glue you know and i think that every friend circle that anyone watching or listening can imagine they can all point to the person in the group that says man if they weren't around this whole group would fall apart you know and people and we the world needs people like that the world needs nines and people and needs the glue and those relationships to keep it from from falling apart and not like with the weight of the whole thing on their shoulders but just caring enough to put themselves out there and say, Hey, I care about you. I care about this group. This is what it's going to take for us to remain intact here. So we're going to, we're going to pursue that. I think that's so valuable. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get to the other side real quick and talk about what frustrates you the most about being an Enneagram nine. Um, 
honestly the lack of con- like wanting or i wouldn't say wanting conflict but like having the adverse of conflict um my wife is very like much like just just do it just have the conflict like and she when she does it like it turns out better um like she had a friend that was kind of being passive aggressive and she just approached and like they worked it out and they both had assumptions about the other person that weren't true and it just and i'm just like i wish i could do that and i'm trying to be better and i'm trying to work towards that but it's it's definitely not a strong suit and so uh that does frustrate me but i have so much respect for my wife and her ability to like do that and like really get things done Whereas yeah. like I'll have decision-making paralysis. There's some ADHD side of things there that uh, also play into this. And so, yeah. 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 And it's interesting how um, just how our, our, our partners in life, you know, our, our spouses just tend to fill the, the void, you know, that part frustrates you the most. And that's a strength of hers. And um, I've known you and Violet for a long, long time. And both of y'all are tremendous people and anyone's blessed to have you uh in their lives and and uh, it's just interesting to see that that balance of one of you is strong here the other one's weak there and uh i mean i've been married now for uh 17 years this year and it still amazes me uh just how that whole thing balances it out it's crazy yeah it's almost like it was designed that way i don't get it anyway uh let's do a couple rapid fire a little bit Okay. Um, are you thoughtful or whimsical? Uh, I think it depends. Honestly, uh, I can be extremely thoughtful, um, but I am also very whimsical. Uh, so I guess it really depends on the day. So how does that play out? What What's the scenario what, that makes you whimsical or the scenario that makes you thoughtful? Um, I think thoughtful, like I'm a, I'm a problem solver. I'm a software engineer. I love problems and I will be very thoughtful and like intentional about the problems. But then... Um, I think as a creative, I'm much more whimsical. Um, I run D&D campaigns and um, it would be astounding for my players to see like how much I prep and how much is just completely improv. That's amazing. Uh, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but are you selfish? Uh, I think at the core, yeah, uh, definitely. I've done lots of work to like really not be um and but then also i think my desire to make sure everybody is happy is is there too so i don't know um i I think but at at my base desire yeah i'm probably a selfish person do you feel like the desire to be the peacemaker is I'm just, I'm gen, I'm genuinely curious. So I really don't know the answer here. I'm not trying to lead you in either mm-hmm. direction, but do you feel like being the desire to be that genuine peacemaker? Do you feel like that desire is a selfish desire or it's a desire more for the other pre, more for the other people? Or is it because you don't want to be around the conflict and you don't want to be around the chaos. And so just, if you can just calm everything down, then it's better for, for grant. Um, I think early on, definitely it was very selfish. Um, and, but I think as I've, I've grown and have gone into the world, like just there's, there's such an enjoyment with connecting with people and to developing those relationships and everything. Um, it's, it's definitely not from a, a selfish point now. Um, there was, a uh, 
a point to where it was, but that's that that grants long dead. <laughs> nice. You talked earlier about kind of envying your wife a little bit because of how easy conflict seems to be for her. What what do you as an Enneagram nine? What do you envy the most? Hmm. So there, there's there's this this internal struggle of like what is a nine and what is ADHD. Um, so I, I've recently officially got diagnosed with ADHD and have tried medication. Wow. Um, but my parents knew I had it. I feel like I knew I had it for the longest time um, and just try to self-medicate through coffee and meditation and like diet and exercise and stuff like that. But um, I, I think there was an innate like toxicity that I had about myself from the ADHD side that like if people don't understand, like there's like major decision-making paralysis that happens with ADHD and I can pass the trash that's overflowing every single day, multiple times a day and be like, I, 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 I can't, I just can't. Um, and so I, I, for the longest time, I'm like, why can't I? And come to find out that it's ADHD. But before that, like I was very envious of people to be able to just do that, to be clean, to be organized, to like not procrastinate. Um, okay. but now that I've got a label on it and everything, and I can seeking medication and like having like, okay, what do people do to like better their, these, this way that my brain's wired differently. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's, it's easy for people because to, to not get in too much of it. Like they, they have a regular dopamine like absorption cycle. I don't like, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to like let the dopamine linger and not get absorbed too quickly. And so, yeah. um, I think a lot of that stems from that. And maybe, maybe there's some correlation between ADHD people and nines or maybe not. So Interesting. Um, that's, that's my self-reflection on my in my envy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you thrive on as an Enneagram nine? Hmm. I think I, I definitely thrive off of like social situations um for people i've known me for a long time um that may come as a surprise because i i think i come across very introverted and but i think that's that's almost all social anxiety and social anxiety that stems from a lot of my adhd symptoms um but as a as a nine and just as a person like i thrive for connection and i thrive for like social situations. That's how I recharge. Um, most introverts that they, they need to recharge by being alone and have alone time. I'm not really a person that likes a ton of alone time. I want to be there with my wife. I want to be there with my family. I want to be hanging out with my friends or having hosting me and my wife are huge hosts. She's a two. I'm a nine. Like we, we love to host. And so yeah. we're doing a major remodel on our house to accommodate that. And so, yeah. Yeah. They're amazing hosts. I've been in their amazing house several times and they're incredible hosts. Uh, do you happen to know what your predominant wing is? Uh, I am a nine wing eight. Nine wing eight. So I like to tell people when we talk about wings that just for the audience, I know you know this already, but when we're talking about Enneagram wings, it's the number on either side of you. So for a nine, it's either a wing one or a wing eight and just as uh, the analogy that i use the most is that you have 
two hands. Most people have two hands unless there's a handicap there. You have two hands, and one of them is a more dominant hand. It's the hand that you write with or swing a golf club with or that kind of thing, right? And the other one, not so much so. Um, and so you still – but you still use both hands. There's just a predominant one. And so the same is true in the Enneagram wings. So a nine is going to wing one at some point, and it's going to wing eight at some point. But there is a more predominant one over the other one. And so for you, it's an eight. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how did you come to know that? How can you tell what are the, what are the ways that you see yourself quote unquote winging eight? Um, I, I'm not really a hundred percent sure. Um, that the, my, my test told me at one point in time, um, <laughs> I, I fit some of it. I don't fit all of it. Um, yeah. but I, I definitely think, because what the the eight is considered what the stereotypical Christian man should be, um, from what I've read, um, and so I, I don't know how much of that is like my own personality and how much that is possible indoctrination by just mm. this is how a like Christian man should be. So wow, interesting. Yeah. Okay, I like that, that perspective. Uh, so as in nine. In what ways, if any, do you feel maybe defective or incomplete? Um, I, I think we touched on it a little bit, like the um, kind of the, the lack of confrontation. Um, I don't know, uh, feeling feel thoughts of laziness, honestly, has like really been a, a thing that like for, I would say, probably 30 about 30 years of my life was a very toxic thought of like, you're lazy, you can't get things done. You do everything 80% of the way and then stop. Um, but, uh, I've, I've learned that like, that's, that's not just who I am. And I've worked Pat done a ton of work, therapy and all sorts of things to like move past this and like start yeah. growing in that. Um, and so, and that could be my ADHD. That could be my, my nine wing or whatever, but um, definitely understanding that that can be more of a comfort to like be a little bit lazy or whatever. Um, but that, that's not what defines me. And, yeah. and, but definitely in my head for the longest, for a long time, that was just what I called myself. And so, but yeah. 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 I mean, that tracks with, uh, you know, kind of the thing that I think the internal struggle of most nines is that right. The, if you're looking at the Enneagram from a Christian's perspective, which I tend, which is where I lean into it the most, I, I like to look at the way that God has uniquely made each one of us, but we also know that we, we have sin in us and that, uh, each one of us kind of have a struggle, have that thorn in our flesh, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, for nines, typically, not all the time, but typically it is sloth. It is that laziness. And it's not always physical laziness as well. Sometimes it's just like mentally I can't even go there right now, right? Yeah. I can't. I just don't have the brain power to do that. Um, all right. So how do you – this is probably the most nine question ever – but how do you uh, best get along with people? Like how, when you're interacting with people and you're in those social settings and you love being around people, how do you best interact with them? Are you just 
kind of like, uh, I'm just happy that everyone's here and it's a warm blanket to my soul and I can cross my arms and sit back and hide behind my drink. Or are you just like seeking out the people that you want to have conversations with and going from one place to the next? Are you straight up one-on-one? Let's dive into a subject over, you know, over a drink for a couple hours. Like what, how, what's the best thing for you for Grant to interact with people? I think it's changed a lot over the years. Um, I, I think for the longest time, because of my social anxiety, I wanted to be like, I wanted everybody there and I wanted to like, Hey, these people are my friends and like kind of feel that comfort and then just kind of sit back and, um, kind of be silent because I'm in my own head about like, they don't want to talk to me. Uh, mm. but, uh, I really love like deep conversations and getting to know people and like really knowing like, like how they're doing. And like, I, I like to ask lots of questions and kind of like get people to like understand like themselves and like to understand people. I'm very, I'm a very empathetic person and, or yeah. Empathetic empathy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I really do like those conversations and, um, I think that's where I'm at now as a, a healthier version of myself. I love that. My, my last question for you, you've alluded to a lot of things that are really important to you, uh, in, in life. Um, and, and obviously everybody's going to say, you know, my family's really important to me. My spouse is really important to me, but just, if we could just kind of have maybe a characteristic uh what is the most important characteristic to you as an enneagram nine for you and for you to put out there and and for you to you know have and receive as well so just give you an example for fours authenticity is the most important thing to them they want to be authentic and they want to receive authenticity as much as possible so what for you grant as a nine is the most important kind of characteristic for you um definitely like the mercy slash empathy aspect. Um, I I feel like the nines and myself there were, we can understand people and we can see and like walk in people's shoes. And so I I think at that point, like we can, we can help people or um, we can help other people help people. Yeah. Yeah. Just knock down a, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, I really do think that that empathy and like that mercy and like being able to, to do it. And from like a Christian perspective, like that is what we're kind of called to do. We're kind of, we're called to love. And I think yeah. empathy and mercy are so, so strong to doing that. And yeah. I, I just, I love that. And I love that that comes easy um, to me. And so, yeah, that's yeah. what I think the most important thing is. I love it, man. That's so good. Thank you so much for, for spending the time and just op- opening up. I know it's hard for, uh, I always joke about when I think about a nine, I always think about like what I really want to do to kind of not really necessarily torture, but maybe have fun with a nine is to ask them what their favorites are. Um, cause I know nines have a hard time with favorites and they're just like, well, you know, so it depends on the day, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. but, but either way, dude, I, I, I'm so thankful for you and I'm, I'm thankful for your, for our friendship, even though we haven't been able to keep up uh, a lot, I hope that um, I know that y'all are doing well, and I'm I'm so very excited for y'all and uh, all the things that y'all have going on, and I'm following you on social media and just being able to see all that. I miss hanging out with y'all. I miss uh, 
the the get togethers at your house definitely hospitality is in is in that house for sure the spirit of hospitality is there the short home um so uh if you are in indianapolis area and you don't know grant you need to him and his wife both extremely lovely people and um i give a five-star review of the short family. <laughs> so, uh but thanks so much man for being on i really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me I want to tell people before we head off just a couple of Enneagram resources for you. We've mentioned at the beginning that Enneagram with Jackie Brewster, um, you can follow her online at EnneagramWithJB.com or on Instagram at EnneagramWithJB. There's also Beth McCord. Uh, her and her husband uh, are really great resources, and have, uh, we, my wife and I have gleaned a lot from them. You can find her at yourenneagramcoach.com, also your at yourenneagramcoach on all the socials. And then lastly, if you're brand new to this Enneagram thing and you're trying to f- figure it out, honestly, the be- the first place that I send people besides a test uh, is a great book by Ian Morgan Cron called The Road Back to You highly suggest that as well but uh i don't know if this concludes our enneagram discussion i don't know when the enneagram nine one's going to come out so maybe there's another one if not it's been awesome thank y'all so much for tuning in listen to the podcast we'll talk to you next time